Hey, know dolls. Welcome back to part two with Charlie Ray and Mr. Clay, where they chat about relationships. Charlie Ray kind of digs deep and talks about his personal experiences in the online dating world, currently and previous. And Mr. Clay, which is me, talks about Chibuki Mike and how sitting with him in his banquet hall watching unmarked VHS man on man adult videos kind of kind of turned him into the person he is today. So, I mean, Chibuki Mike, if you're out there and you're listening, I mean, if you're not too busy getting your oil change, thank you for everything. Stories that I can tell for the rest of my life. And and you too, Howard. Thank you for having your your testicles hanging out of your sweatpants an inch away from my forehead. I totally appreciate it. And I hope you're doing well. So without further ado, let's get the episode started. You know, I, I, I know, you know, certain things I was, I was thinking about that last night. I mean, I wasn't trying to pick her up, but I was at this party last night and I was making a couple of the girls that were there with their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. And I was making them laugh hysterically about the stuff that I was doing. And it was just, and it's just me just being funny around an environment. So I know if I'm working around a bunch of people, I'll be friendly with them, but it, it's just, it's just, there's so much, there's so much intensity around trying to to meet people as long as they're not, you know, as long as they're not trying to consider you to be like the one or the one they're trying to marry or, or date, you're yeah. still good enough. You're still good enough to have fun with, you know, does it make you sad that after you made those girls laugh and got them probably, you know, aroused with your confidence, they're going to go home and fuck their husbands. No, it doesn't really. I had a good time because I was making them laugh. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to have sex with them. I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just having a good time at a party. I was, you know, shooting off fireworks illegally, <laughs> you know, uh, shot off a bunch of bottle rockets and stuff. And I mean, not, not as cool as your dad building a mortar launcher for you for July 4th. I did. I used it. I busted it out. First time I've used it in over 20 years. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was thinking about my dad and just about the last time when, when I'd shot bottle rockets off of it with him, you know, a long time ago. I, I was think, thinking about that before we, we were recording today or, or even talking about recording. I was like, fuck, man, we did a July 4th episode last year. That was awesome. I, like, I learned a lot about American actually celebrating July 4th. Usually I just go down there and I just watch them. Yeah. And I actually got to talk to you about it. And it's a very, very different game than, you know, July 1st for, for me as a Canadian. Right. And it's kind of neat that the, the topic today had nothing to do with July 4th. But, I mean, there wasn't even really a talk, topic. But anyway, you, you, you delved into, like, a July 4th party and I was like man that that mortar launcher it's, it's the first one that I've gone to in a long time my friends have invited me out they they bought a house and they got a pool and stuff and they've invited me out and I've always been like yeah I'll go and I never have gone and, and this year I've been planning on going and then I invited my new lady friend and she didn't want to go and and uh, she said it wasn't really her thing and I'm like well you know I'm planning on going <laughs> To it you know and and that was you know we were having this conversation during the whole break conversation i'm like okay great i don't have to worry about 
you know, me taking you there and you being like wanting to leave early or you having an issue or this or that. And it's just, I could just go be myself and enjoy it. And then I'll stay as late as I want to and no problem. I don't know. For me, for me, the whole thing is this whole last couple of months that I've been, I've been dating again after having basically been on a, you can either call it self-imposed or whatever break. I mean, basically, yeah. you know, I, I was, I was dating somebody right before COVID. And then when COVID hit, that fell apart. I've never talked to her ever again. For one thing, I lost her phone number. So I have no way to reach her. Tell me it was the, the, the soccer mom in the van. No, no, it was this, it was this girl, Brenda, but you know mm-hmm. what? I will give you, I will give you a, a hint that you might as well just walk away. If you ever, if you're ever meeting, if you're ever with somebody and for some reason, they rip your TV off the wall and they smash it. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that's a red flag. <laughs> that's that right. There's a red flag. You tell them what you did, Brenda. You tell them. <laughs> No, no, just, just the, if, if you're ever with somebody and within the first little while of knowing them, they either insult something about you as far as like either your income or your job or whatever, you might as well just pack it up and walk away because they've already shown to you that they're not going to respect you for who you are right now. And if they're with you, it's only because they think that they see some kind of potential to push you into something else. And it's never going to work out. What if the sex is really good? Do you keep that? Well, you stick around for a little while. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, you got to at least hold on to that for a little bit. You until, know, until you can find the next one. Who yeah, will, well, yeah. Who will never, belittle you, know, you and make fun of you? The sad thing was, is I never did have sex with her. We had only been dating for a little while, and uh, we hadn't quite gotten that far. We were, we were about at the point where I think we were finally going to, and then. She just lived a really long ways away up up north of the river, which for Kansas City is a ways. And uh, and just she was too worried about stuff with COVID and her mom and everything else. And she's like, I can't really date right now. I'm like, okay. Wait, wait, you're going to have a threesome with her mom? No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that she didn't want to date because she was worried about COVID and her mom and stuff. So she didn't want to like travel around. It's a long story. Anyway, I mean, it doesn't matter. She's long since history now. So. Uh, I'm going to ask you a a question about this. We didn't have sex, but I think we were just about to, it was that point in the relationship when you, when you're on, like you meet these girls on dating sites, correct? Or do you meet them at work? uh, Well, I've, I've done both in the past, but in this case it was a dating site. So dating site, I'm going to describe what it would be like for me. Uh, you match with someone or you swipe right and they see you and they think, eh, meh. Sure, I'll swipe right. You know, he's not exactly what I want, but hey, we'll try this. And right. you chit chat for a couple of days. You ask the really stupid questions of, hey, uh, how's your day? What are you doing? Any plans for the weekend? You know, <laughs> hey, do you like dogs? You know, hey, do you travel? I like to swallow my sword. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I mean, that's probably the fourth day you ask that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, you want to watch some VHS man on man porn with me? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I usually leave with that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I got to think about that. I got to do that next time. And then, so uh, like, I'm like, not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> I can't look away. <laughs> and then, about two weeks later, you go grab like a coffee or a dessert or a dinner. You don't go to the movies. And then you you start like doing the sexual innuendos and texts. And then you see how they react to that. And chances are, at that point, they're all really favorable towards it because you've already like broken the ice and they sort of are comfortable with you. And then. You know, there's like a third date and boom, dick and vagina. And then maybe, maybe you go on another date and maybe you do another, maybe 
dick in the back door, unless you lead with that because you do things a little bit different. And uh, I do backflips. No oh, shit, even better. <laughs> and, then, and then either she got what she wanted, and she ghosts you, or you got what you wanted, and you ghost her. Or you guys just like talk casually like your friends, like maybe you two just needed to, you know, get that out of your system. And then things sort of peter off from there and then you don't talk to them again. Sound about right? Yeah, I've had those types of experiences. In this case, this was this this was more of a uh I don't know, more serious kind of angle. I mean, I don't know. You know what? Obviously I'm divorced twice, so I'm not exactly what you call a relationship pro. If I knew if, if I knew what women wanted, I would Oh, I wasn't asking you what women wanted. I was just asking if you could describe oh, a typical, typical no. uh, suitor, Charlie Ray, trying to pursue a lady friend. What is what is the typical? Give us the first three weeks if it even lasts that long. Oh man, it's hard to say. Every every woman's different. You know, I have I have I have kind of a go to to figure out if they're really interested in you or if they're just playing you along. Boom! Dick pic and a bank account screenshot. Oh yeah, well there's that done i just i just tell him my dick has an elbow in it and i unfold it <laughs> so big uh right next to my ego no the trick is is if you're on it, it the trick is is like even on the first date or the second date if you go out you take them out you're having a good time you take them somewhere relatively you know inexpensive you know whether it's just you know coffee or or maybe it's a light bite to eat or or whatever yeah uh yeah. Is if you think like like normally when people come in they sit down they always sit across from each other right when you see people they're sitting across from each other at a table or whatever right yeah the trick for me is if you th- if you feel like it's really going good is if you get up about halfway through what you know whatever you figure is about halfway through what your nighttime is going to be go to the bathroom when you come back just come back and say you know I feel like I'm so far away from you how about I sit next to you and then see how she reacts. If she, if she pretty much is very not interested in you being closer to her physically, you might as well figure, okay, she's, she's already known you for half hour to an hour. She's not feeling it physically. You're wasting your time. Or secondly, she's like, yeah, sit down or whatever. And then you get closer to each other. And then you already have that physical tension right away. And then you can kind of tell where it's going to go from there. So. Interesting. I'm a firm believer that when I see couples sitting at a table on side by side, there's uh-huh. something mentally wrong with them. See, I you, used to feel that way too, but I've learned. You can't have a conversation. Huh? You can't really have a conversation when they're sitting beside you. Like right now, you and I are face to face. Right. If I move my computer beside me and we're both facing the wall, that's a really shitty way to have a conversation, right? Well, yeah, but I could be behind you. I could be like massaging your shoulders and whispering in your ear while you're talking to me. I mean, it can work L- out. Like, <laughs> like at Denny's? You're just like massaging and... I mean, don't get me I'm wrong. Getting behind you with a pair of sweatpants on, <laughs> <laughs> with a hole cut in, yeah, yeah. Big, delicious hole with. My bottom is dangling out. Nuts. Yeah. Now, I don't know how to explain it. I just stumbled upon it. It, it. it happened one night when I was one of the one of the hottest women I ever got with. We were together for a couple of months, and when we first met that first night, we were really clicking. And, you know, I always do like little tests, you know, to kind of, you know, I, I, I watch their physicality. I watch how I watch how they, you know, react to me. Yeah. Uh, and then you do stuff like if their hands like out on the table, you just kind of reach out. And you just kind of touch their hand and see, do they pull back from you or do they accept you touching them? You know, and you just just as soon as possible, you figure out or try to figure out, you know, 
if they're physically interested in you because women know right away whether or not they're physically interested in you. They're not going to communicate that to you. Lord yeah, forbid yeah. they ever tell you anything. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to communicate anything to you. Yeah. No, yeah, because, well, you know, oh, I'm too scared or whatever. Or I don't want to pay for half the meal or whatever. You know, they'll be like, yeah, I'm having a great time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of this. You know, you can catch us the next time we go out. And then the next day, I wasn't really feeling anything and blah, blah, blah. I think it's better if we're just friends. Well, you could have said that before I laid out 50 bucks, <laughs> you know. How about that? How about you be honest, you know. I think I'm going to go a new route. Yeah. Uh, I've got this friend from California with a 3D printer, and he printed me these dinosaurs. So it's yeah. like T-Rex legs, T-Rex tail, T-Rex torso, no arms, and a penis head. So it just looks like a big dong uh-huh. with feet. legs and yeah, with legs, feet, and a tail. I call it the Caucasaurus Rex. I think I'm going to keep it in my pocket and just in the middle of like the dinner, the middle of the conversation, I'm just going to put it out on the table like roar, roar, and just see what she does. Like if she thinks it's funny, I'm going to try and keep her around because I think that's fucking hilarious. Yes. Can you imagine looking over the table next to you and there's a guy and a girl sitting there? The guy pulls out like a Caucasaurus Rex and just like rawr, rawr, on the table. Would you not think that? Look at that relationship. That's what I want. I want yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's a keeper routine. I think it'd be even funnier if you pull out of the other pocket like a huge Venus like fly trap that like swallowed <laughs> Caucasaurus Rex. So she's like, "Are you trying to suggest something?" I was like, "Yeah, there's no real suggestion." I mean pretty much shove a dick in something yeah yeah and then she's like let's get out of here she's a keeper yeah no 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 but that that techniques work really pretty well for me so you know it's a good test so that that's that's uh, charlie ray's advice for the <laughs> night if you are trying to meet somebody and, and you're not exactly sure how the date's going just try to see how physical they can get without without being creepy of course yeah being creepy i'm just i'm just saying you know, you're not a 50 year old man watching homosexual porno on a vhs asking to get your oil changed okay we're not going to go that route that's so 1992 yeah well at least he didn't come out with nothing on except for like you know socks and no towel you oh know? really do you want to yeah. hear a story okay sit back all right so i know i've told this before but i've never told it to you it involves the same guy chibuki mike I mean, I, I could tell a lifetime of stories about Chibuki Mike. Sadly, sadly, none of them end up with me having my first homosexual experience, like physical. I mean, yeah, those are homosexual experiences, but there was no physical touching. So, I mean, it wasn't yeah. that exciting. Don't get me wrong. It was very exciting, but not. Well, if, you've ever, if you've ever gone to a wrestling event, you've had a homoerotic experience. So. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. The last thing you said really relates to this, but I was working late one night in the Greek restaurant and Chibuki Mike wasn't there. I was working with a guy named Charlie, another one of the, the cooks. Uh-huh. The owner, his name, uh, I think his name was John, probably Yanni, but we call him John. Like we're about to close. It's probably about 11 o'clock at night. He drags Chibuki Mike into the kitchen, and Chibuki oh. Mike is 100% naked. <laughs> okay. Naked. And then there is another guy standing right beside him who is also 100% naked. Two naked dudes, and John, the owner, was holding them both by the neck. And he was just like, I mean, I'm going to do my best, worst Greek impression of an old Greek guy who's very angry. These two fucking faggots in my restaurant. These the guys fucking upstairs in my fucking room. My goddamn buffet room. This, these two guys just fucking, fucking right there in front of me. Two fucking homos. Just gay. It's each other in the ass. These two guys, like, you're fucking fired, Mike. You do not fucking work here. I do no fucking gays allowed here. No fucking homos. No gays at all. 
and I'm just I'm like, wow, you really you really don't like the gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let me see if I'm clear here. You don't like the being gay and doing each other in the butt. You, you walked in at the banquet room and you caught these two dudes fucking. And your first response is to drag them downstairs and bring the two naked guys into the kitchen? Like, can you imagine if the health inspector was there? Yeah. So he's like, you fucking fighter. Mike, you fucking fighter. You don't work for me. Get the fuck out of here. And so he opens the back door and he throws them both back outside, right? And, and, and at that point, I was, I was cooking at that point. I wasn't a dishwasher anymore. So I'd been there a while. And I look over at Charlie and Charlie's like, hey, bud, keep cleaning up, okay? Just clean up. Wipe counters and get the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, okay. Wipe the counters and get the fuck out of here. God. Okay, I got it. Got it, Chief. Yeah, wipe the counters and I go out the back door and just like, that was super surreal. So, I mean, I wonder if he tricked that guy into drinking beers and watching <laughs> the VHS. Or right. if he just met him somewhere, maybe a bar in town, maybe met him. I don't know. Either way, I don't need to think about this. All I know is that Chibuki Mike won't be there tomorrow. That kind of sucks because, I mean, he was always fun, always entertaining. Right. right. Then I go home, you know, and go to bed whatever i wake up i think i had a 7 a.m shift for like cooking it was a restaurant that also did breakfast so a greek restaurant that had breakfast it was attached oh, to a hotel so the hotel people would come and get breakfast all the time right and i show up and shibuki mike is there cigarette hanging out of his mouth like making bacon and eggs and stuff and i walk in i was like mike you still work here he's like yeah why wouldn't i i was like well, last last night i watched you get fired he's like what are you talking about Last night, I got my fucking oil changes what I got last night. I was like, Mike, yeah, but you came into the restaurant. He goes, what? What are you talking about? I was like, you and your your friend, the guy with the long hair and the glasses, were both naked in the kitchen, and John threw you out and said you were fired, and he didn't want people like you working here anymore. He's like, uh, doesn't doesn't ring a bell. I don't recall any of that. All I know is that I went upstairs, I guess, and passed out and got dressed and came to work this morning. But yeah, man, my oil change last night was primo. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I'm gonna go play with the sausage foreskins. I'll be <laughs> so yeah. I'm, just, I'm 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 hand jobbing the sausage foreskins. I'm just like, fucking nuthouse. Do I work in this? Is fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's not not the craziest story about working there. So, so what happened? They weren't. He wasn't fired. Yeah, apparently, he wasn't fired. I think maybe Charlie. When Charlie's like, "Hey, bud, wipe the counters, get the fuck out of here," that uh-huh. that guy was like one of like the head chef, the head uh-huh. cook. I uh-huh. think maybe he went and talked to John and just said, "Hey, man, I you can't fire my full time cook. There's only right. there's only two of us who work here. You right. Know? You can't fire him. You know, Clay is in high school at at right at the end of right. summer. Like we we don't have him as a cook." But there used to be three that worked there. There was a guy named Tim that worked uh-huh. there. And I remember coming to work one day with my friend Terry. It was an early morning shift, one of the 7 a.m. ones. We were dishwashers at the time. So this is about probably a month or two earlier than the incident with, get the fucking faggots out of here, no gays allowed in my restaurant situation. And there was a police at the restaurant, and there was like yellow police line don't cross around the limousine and the, the deck in the back. And uh-huh. I to walk around it and you know I open the back door and I go in and Charlie's like hey bud we, we're closed today you, you can't come to work today I was like oh okay everything okay he's like oh no last night Timmy Tim got drunk and he uh he drank too much and he get a gun he blows brains out in the limousine in the the parking lot so Tim's dead uh, you're now cooking I was like what he was you and Terry you're now cooking you're no, no longer dishwasher we need cook you cook I was like oh, okay I got a promotion because the other cook shot himself cool Good, good to know, you know, and Terry and I are like, what the fuck is going on here? So right. that was like one of the, the best places I've ever worked. 
like, you know, condolences to the family and to Chibuki Mike and getting his oil changed. And yeah, you never told me about this place of employment. This is all yeah. new stuff for me. So. I've, I've talked about it before with somebody else on the podcast. I just, I know you've never heard it. And the, the head waitress, her name was Shelly. And I remember at the end of summer, Shelly took off with Charlie. They just left. They left together. And then like wow. four or five years later, I was working at a Boston pizza. That That's sort of like a, like a Tony Romas kind of place. Uh-huh. And I remember, and this is like two hours north of where I lived originally. So I moved two hours north in, in the valley I lived in. And I was going out to the bar to like use the, the pop gun to grab some soda. Uh-huh. I'm filling my cup. I look over and I see Charlie and Shelly. And I go out and talk to them. I was like, hey, guys, what's up? They go, hey, man, we live in Kelowna now. I was like, what happened to, like, where where you used to work? He's like, oh, we didn't want to work for John anymore, so we just moved out here and bought our own place. I'm like, oh, nice. (laughs) But he was, was like, Charlie was a very unattractive, really old guy, and Shelly was, like, a 23-year-old smoking hot server. And somehow, somehow, I mean, I guess it's like you said, right? You know, you work together and... You, you get them. You know, here's another thing I will say about, you know, I've kind of made it a little bit of my life's work at this point to try to understand a little bit about relationships and, and women and, and everything. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a pro at it, but I'm trying to understand it. I, I think the thing is this. When it comes to, for example, online dating, yeah, it's very much a it's very much a woman's market. Pretty 100%. Much, huh? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because pretty much anybody they swipe on, if they're decent looking, that person swiped right on them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so if you're a, a decent looking woman, you, you have your pick of the guys. Now, they all want the hot guys because, again, they don't know anything about you. They've never met you. They don't know anything you know, about how you are personally, whatever. Yeah. It's just strictly image, just like it is for the guys, strictly image. Do they look cute? You know, do they do, are they bangable, right? You know? Yeah. And the thing is, I think women can be a lot less discerning, maybe, or demanding if you have that social credit. Because, I mean, you'll see, I mean, you know this, you see beautiful women and the guy, you're like, the guy's with them, you're like, I mean, you think you see a guy with them, you think, God, he must be either packing a 12 inch sausage or, or yeah. he's kind of, or his wallet's 12 inches thick. One of the Absolutely. two. Right. Or, and you think, and you think that, that that's it. And the thing is, is that's not always it. I mean, sometimes that's part of it, but a lot of it is, 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 is just being around them, just being familiar with them and just making it, making them feel safe around you. And, and they feel, they feel like they can be themselves and, and that you're not going to judge them. And, and it's not that you're not a challenge. It's just that you're you're just like this. You're like this safe person. Like I said, if you if you can come across confident and cool, and you're somewhat funny, and you make them laugh. I mean, they, they always say, "Well, I like a man with humor." They like, they do because they want somebody to entertain them. Because you know, yeah. I mean, the, they don't always have to entertain themselves. We entertain them for them. Uh, you can go a lot further than you think you can and you have a much better opportunity, you know, than, than you think you might just by being cool, but you can't, you can't be this thirsty dude. Who's obviously trying to get in her pants all the time. That's, that's not cool. That doesn't come off. Well, it comes off as desperate and thirsty. They're never going to, they're never going to give that up. I mean, you got to play it like, you know what? I'm cool the way I am. Sure. I'd like to have sex with you, but I'm not stressed about it. 
you know, if it happens, it happens. We'll have a good time. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? there, there's a meme that I send girls like when I'm meeting them, when I'm online dating, when I'm chatting and the meme is just, just a black blank screen with these uh-huh. words written on it. Funny guys are dangerous. They make you laugh, 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 then boom, you're naked. And they always <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. They're like, oh, hashtag truth, hashtag you got me, hashtag funny guys. So, yeah, I, I send that to every one of them. And the ones that don't react like, like that agree with it, that they disagree with it, that I don't really have that conversation anymore with them. It's like, no, right. we're done. Right? Right. My, my thing is this. This is my test for them is that I'll joke around for a while. I said, look, let's just get this out the way. Let me send you this picture. And they're like, oh, my God. And I send them a, and I send them. It says it says random dick pic. It's a picture of Dick Nixon. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I'm, like, I'm like, look, I just wanted to get this out of the way. That way you don't ever have to wonder if something I'm sending over to you is going to be a dick pic. Yeah. Yeah. And then see how they laugh if they, if they think it's funny. And if they don't think it's funny, you probably don't have many more conversations with them, right? Probably not. But then again, like I said, I'm not Mr. Don Juan. I am. My face is not the face for online dating. My face is the, is the face for social dating, <laughs> which means I got to get to know you, or or you're gonna have to be around me to feel like I'm I'm funny or cool. I mean, I could trust me. I mean, if I'm in a social situation and stuff's going on, you know, I can make people laugh. I can make women laugh. I can work the room, so to speak. But I gotta be. I gotta be in the mood for it. And to be honest, at this point in my life, it's like I just don't want to work that hard. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I mean, like, can't someone else do it? Can yeah. You, can you pay someone to online date for you? Yeah, you can, can I get somebody to like warm them up with laughter first? <laughs> you, you've seen uh, what? What the movie is it? Bowfinger, when Eddie Murphy's the celebrity in it. Oh and yeah. He just doesn't want to go to the wardrobe changes or to buy uh-huh. clothes. So somebody else with his body shape and size wears the clothes and somebody puts a picture over top of the guy's face that looks just like Eddie Murphy and he like nods or like approves or disapproves the clothing. He's like, yeah, I'd look good in that. No, I wouldn't look good in that. Right. That's pretty awesome. I'll have to watch that again sometime. It's been a while. So before we end up the shutting this down for the night, you want to summarize dating. You're doing it. You're not doing it. You're on well, hold. Are you still talking to the one you're on hold? She clearly didn't want to go to the party yesterday. It's not her jam. But are you inviting her to something else? Do you see Do you see yourself going somewhere with her in the future? Summarize it, I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm happy with either way that it goes. Uh, yeah. I'd, say that, I'd say the biggest thing that I've learned uh, from this last day experience is, is I'm actually a lot happier alone than I thought I was. Yeah. Um, I, I really felt like I'm missing something wanting to date. Uh, and I realized, no, I just want sex on occasion. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, dude, seriously, honestly, you know, if I was a rich guy, there's no point in, in I would, I mean, unless I was wanting family with kids, I would not really want necessarily a serious relationship. I would have like the best cook slash concubine I could find for the money and, um, you know, whatever, and, and live my own life, follow my purposes and my dreams and, and goals. But I really, I, I like, I like the, the, the woman that I've been seeing. We don't have a whole lot in common, um, mainly, especially from the very beginning, uh, her being vegetarian and me being a uh, carnivore pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to really, uh, you know, it's like, I'm never going to wake up and have her making me bacon and eggs. <laughs> you well, know? Well, she won't, she won't cook that for no, you. No, no, she won't cook meat or touch meat or anything. It's, it's, um, so, so, so something like that's never going to happen, you know, um, 
I'm not necessarily a great vegetarian cook. You know, hey, I cook the heck out of steaks or some sausage or this or that. You know, maybe yeah. eat the foreskin off of a sausage. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm an expert. Fuck, man. I, I jerk so many foreskins off, so many sausages, listening to the guys talk about getting their oil change. Let well, me tell you. You know what? If, if, we ever, if we ever end up and we have a place and we're having a party <laughs> and there's sausages involved that need to have the foreskins removed, I know I got the best guy. At my side, it's going to be able to handle it. So. Well, I mean, my friend Terry would be a great sous chef because, I mean, he was there almost as much as I was. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But you know what? The, what, the thing that I've learned is this. I, I think dating in this day and age is completely effed up. It is. Uh, I think trying to meet anybody seriously is literally a crapshoot and it's even more of a crapshoot that it's going to be successful in the long term and that... Uh, the best thing to do is stack cash, make money, follow your dreams. And if, if something's in the cards, it's in the cards. If something isn't, it isn't. Not to stress out about it, not to worry about it. I still want to pursue all the stuff that I'm working on with, um, you know, with teaching tantra massage and wanting to, to do more massage work. If I could really just find like a partner or somebody who did tantra massage work and we just traded massages like once or twice a month, you know, with the with the multiple orgasm things that I'm, I'm able to have, I'm good for like, couple weeks at a time man i mean it's like you know after an hour of orgasm experience you're pretty good uh That's i know not to bad. brag too bad you weren't around when i was hanging out with chibuki mike he could have used you i tell you what i really i really am interested in trying to teach men how to be able to do this for themselves because you know what i think it would be tremendously freeing from the aspects of worrying about sex so much i mean if you could just do breathing exercises and have orgasms i mean how awesome is that <laughs> yeah I, I would assume awesome i don't know yeah yeah it's you know the thing is, is i haven't i haven't had that for some time now it's kind of gone away from me for a while so i'm kind of bummed about that well but, I mean, some advice i can give you that i've heard from almost everybody my entire life is practice makes perfect and the best advice I can give you from a 14-year-old girl that used to work for me when I was like, hey, what should my future be like? She said, fuck bitches and get paid. There you go. And that's it. That's all I got. And it, none of it is my advice. It is advice given to me that I am now giving to you. There you go. Well, mine might be, mine, mine might be massage bitches and get paid. Massage bitches and get paid. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, you know, my, my advice, my, my plan on dating right now is if we get, if I get back together, then cool. If I don't, then I'm cool. And I think I'm, and at that point, if I don't get back together with her, I think I'm just going to go back to abstaining from dating and probably take at least another year or two break. Just focus on my life. Just focus on, you know, what other things that we've talked about, becoming more of a minimalist, getting rid of stuff. I, I got way too many projects to really worry about dating. And, you know, the, the honest truth of it and is, is that having, a, a significant other in your life is a tremendous time sink. It's like a full-time job and I don't have time for a third full-time job. <laughs> I've already got two. So yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. From now on going forward, I'm going to refer to my sexual activity as getting an oil change. There you go. And from now on, I'll let you know how my oil changes go. All right. And I just hope to God they don't cost me 90 bucks like they do when I take my car in. Yeah. Well, let's hope that they don't use synthetic oil. So yeah. let's hope it doesn't involve another dude either. Well, there is that. But you know what? You could throw on gay porn while you're doing it and kind of mix it up. I could. I could. You know what? I will. Fuck it. Yeah. And you know, if you get the reaction of like, hey, we're watching dudes fuck. It's like, yeah. 
is that okay? Yeah, sure. Then you're like, yeah, you're a keeper. Yeah. This is good. Sounds like she's down for some some two guy on girl actions. What it sounds like to me. I mean, ne- next time we chat, I'll I'll tell you about the girl that laughed when I stuck it in her bum. So till next time. Yeah. Peace out, Nerdalls. Peace out. Wish you 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 wish you